Welcome to Our Kids, the podcast hosted by three college buddies, Lisa, Reese, and Tracy, where we talk about all things art. In this episode, we interview mixed media artist Eric Mistretta. Freedom, freedom over fame. Freedom over cycle stays the same. And just thinking about process. I haven't made anything that I want to make in a very long time. And this is just like making me really like, uh, no, uh oh, I made you antsy. No, fucking like, I, well, you guys know the exact feeling. It's like I, an, an amount of time goes by without making a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, cooking your brain from the inside and it's like you're silently going nuts and like you like just need to get the fucking thing out right it's like yeah it took me a long time to accept that actually (laughs) i've tried i've tried to like not make stuff for as long as i possibly could and it just never fucking works for like that long like it just feels like it's like the idea is like poisoning you and you need to like make the idea it needs to come Mm. out some way it does Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I need to, now I need to like break out some, some stuff. I think the last thing I made, I did some chalk art for a demonstration for a class and that was about it. And I was like, okay, but I need to really get back into it. That reminds me what you just said is like, I'm trying to, um, be like a little more casual about like this stuff like the output, like I want to like draw more, you know what I mean? I want to like have the sketches like live outside of the sketchbook. Like I really like the idea of like this big all encompassing like body of work and not feeling like everything has to be like so fucking pristine and like finished. Like I like the idea of like, I love on fucking Instagram, like seeing like artists shitty little sketches and yeah, stuff you process. know what I mean like I think about when we did uh like figure drawing like figure studies stuff right like those sort of like quick sketches unfinished whatever those are some of my favorite things that like right I, I know and I'm always like I should probably just frame that like I really love that yeah yeah those are the things I do see your stuff as being really clean and almost like you're saying like a graphic designery kind of touch but it sounds like a pendulum swing is happening or is going to happen soon where you're gonna like go Jackson Pollock or something on us or just completely, I don't know, abstract? Like what's gonna happen? What's happening? I think I'm just like looking for more opportunities to um, be a little looser about it. Like I don't foresee myself ever, like in New Paltz, for instance, like I was making straight up abstract paintings. And now I feel like I wouldn't even know the first fucking thing to do about like how to make an abstract painting. It just like doesn't, the idea of it like sounds so foreign and like kind of uninteresting to me now. But like, I do like the idea of just like I said, like not being so particular about the thing. Like 
let it be a little bit lopsided. Like maybe this thing has like a dent in it. Like maybe you can see like the scribble that I made like underneath the paint and I don't have to paint it like three coats so you can't see the scribble anymore. Like maybe the surface is like not super smooth. Maybe like something got like stuck in the paint and like you just fucking leave it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, the process, like showing the process. yeah, like opportunities for like the thing to feel like human, I think could be kind of interesting. Do you um, ever think about why you wanted to become a professional artist? Or if that's something that you ever really thought about, like, I just want to be an artist and like, that's my passion. Or do you think it kind of, you were pursuing something that you enjoyed doing, you went to school for it. You're like, oh, wow, I can do this. I can get into some sort of art field, make some money, make a living. Like, what do you think your, I don't know, like your goals were, or did you, were you always just like, I want to be an artist? Yeah, it's more that, honestly. Like, I don't even remember <clears throat> thinking like any alternative, honestly. And like, I was super lucky and had like crazy supportive parents that like always championed the idea of me pursuing art. And um, I don't even remember like any possibility of like doing another thing. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds sort of like rosy and like corny, but like, that like, that's literally all I ever was interested in doing. Like, I don't really have many other skills. I mean, like I write and I'm trying to like, I'm in the process of trying to, God, this sounds even worse than saying I'm an artist. I'm trying oh. to write a fucking novel. For, this yeah. is like my, my first swing that I'm taking at it. Like I've always written forever. And it's always been just like, you know, little like weird random snippets of things, short stories, whatever. Um, so like, I'm seeing if I can um, focus on a fucking thing long enough to like actually turn it into something because like writing, the longest. I think writing is a very natural transition for visual artists because as a visual artist, like you're always, you're a storyteller, right? And that's your storytelling through visuals. And so you're, it's always in your head, the thing you're trying to may come to life and visualize it with material and so I think as as artists like we have these great stories and like writing is just kind of the next step of how you're you're going to portray that story to image yeah mm -hmm. yeah and like the process has been super weird and challenging thus far because it's kind of like the opposite of the way that I've been describing to you guys that I work which like in the work in the studio like everything's super planned out and like there's really very little like improvisation that happens when I'm working on the thing but with the writing even though I have a sort of general outline for what the thing is going to be like, you're kind of just sort of like inventing shit as you go. I mean, no matter how much you plan it, like you have to craft the fucking sentences, like as you're writing them. There's so it's just one, like, there's this one writer. I'm just going to look it up really quick because it, this was like a game changer for me in terms of like creating the bridge from like visual arts into writing. Let me just find it. Keep talking. 
what it is. Um, with writing though, so I've written on and off for years, but poetry and like not, never even like really read poetry. There was like random things I would see here and there that were like spoken word that I liked, but, and I am not a formal writer. In fact, my grammar is still fucking horrible, but there would be periods of time where I would just hear these like lines in my head and I had to get them out. And I have no fucking idea what it was going to be about. I still don't when this happens. Um, but writing is a big part of my process also. And it's just, I've had to learn, and it's the same with a lot of my other art stuff. I've had to learn to like let go of the fact that I never know what I'm going to fucking create and just kind of run after what I'm drawn towards and like just accept the fact that the puzzle pieces are slowly going to come together. And it's been, it's why I'm always so fascinated by other artists' processes because um, mine have always felt very non-traditional and it took me a very long time to accept that. I love the idea of like the two things informing each other too, like you're talking about, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like exciting to me when a thing that I think is going to be like a written thing winds up like creeping its way into a painting or something somehow, you know what I mean? And you yeah. sort of like reformat it to make it work. Like I like, I like working like that. Okay. In the chat, I just threw the book in there. Um, the author's name is Chow Lin. In the book. Oh, um, he's the first spoken word one of the first spoken word artists i got into anyway keep going i was in, um, i was in mcnally jackson the bookstore in manhattan a few weeks ago and i read like the first 20 pages of um leave society his the i think that's his newest one i'll have to look at what i haven't Is looked good? At i haven't seen any of his new stuff but that yeah, was specifically like, reading it and i was like this is really trippy. Like <laughs> it's so good and so dry. Like I feel like that sort of is. Uh, I haven't seen this one that you just sent, Tracy. I gotta look it up. Um. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I've I seen like, the like cover. I haven't looked into this one. I feel like he took a bit of a departure. Um. He was like before Vice was like big Vice and like when they were still more underground Vice, that was when Tao Lin first came up in the scene. Or, and then I feel like he he got involved, if I'm remembering correctly, he got involved, involved at Vice for a bit. Um, then he, a lot of his writing depart, like went into a direction around his addiction stuff. And I think his voice has kind of shifted a bit. I haven't read enough recently to really speak on it, but um, He's always been super interesting. I'll have to check that out. We'll add that to our list. We're our book club. Just saying. I'm excited about your writing, Eric. Really am. Because I know you've Thanks, always Idris. been. You've always had a way with words. And I think you're kind of a linguistic character, to be honest. But I mean, you said it yourself. You keep putting words in your art. So I'm excited. Yeah, I think I should, like, I think I kind of decided, like, stop. Just stop, like, fighting against it. Because it was this thing that I was doing in my brain where I was like trying not to but like fucking whatever if that's what keeps like occurring to me then just do the fucking thing right mm -hmm. yeah. otherwise it's, it's gonna be poison like you yeah said. <laughs> i'm i'm tired of poisoning myself i need to, <laughs> I need to just make the fucking thing <laughs> let it out let it all out um it's funny looking back now on the processes or the inclinations i had towards work i wanted to make over the years and um like one of the three or four first artists that had a big impact on me once we were in school was uh, Barbara Kruger, you know, your body is a battleground, right? And that like started my obsession with text and 
um, image and things like that. But at the time, aside from her, you didn't really see it anywhere. And I kind of always felt conflicted about the fact that, especially photography too, you know, like you weren't like, that's even almost more like the graphic field of things. And I kept fighting against that for the longest time. I remember even in when I was in high school taking photo classes, I would like write stuff on walls or like try to find a way to weave it in. My teacher fucking hated it. And looking back now, there's that and a couple other things that if I just would have followed my fucking gut on, I feel like it would have transformed into something different. Or so now like the takeaway from that is like any, even if it doesn't seem like it fucking makes sense, if I feel drawn to it, I'm just going to try to lean into that more these days. You know? Yes, that is all that is. I'm so about that right now. Just make, make the thing like, stop. I've like talked to myself out of making, I feel like way more pieces than I've made. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a really fucking shitty habit. Like it's so easy to convince yourself to not make something. It's oh, yeah. like, stop. Don't like, don't, I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> the critic's mind. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what do you wish you were when you were younger? And like, what do you wish you were? Who, and who, <laughs> what do you wish you were when you were younger? And who do you wish you were when you were, when you were younger? What? Um, like now in retrospect, who do I wish I was? Or when I was younger, like who did I wish that I, I mean, was? Like, I have my ideas of who I think Eric Mistretta wish he were when he was younger like, can you say I... yours can you say yours first are you sure you're like i don't wanna, i don't want to quit yeah i gotta hear it but wait okay this is what this is who you think that when i was a kid i wished i was or you think that like yeah. now yeah yeah oh, okay. yes 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 okay. i mean because i think i romanticized certain elements when i was like in high school that were also associated with you okay Trent, i i mean i'm i have a guess who you're gonna say because you've known okay, me you for it. like very I long it. I, I just said it but like you say it you say it you say it. wait no you had to say it again <laughs> no fun no guys go okay how about we just both say it on the count of three one two three trent resner trent resner <laughs> <laughs> No way. But yeah, totally Trent Reznor. You, weren't you into Nine Inch Nails as like a young Yeah, age? dude. I fucking still yeah. am big time, of course. Yeah, and like, love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, as a kid, like much less informed about, uh, you know, like the creative aspect of like fucking Trent Reznor, just mm -hmm. thinking Nine Inch Nails was really cool. Yeah, um, they coolest music videos like back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, and like now seems like so like multifaceted. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. fucking super big inspiration for me. Like always has been Trent Reznor, and like Nine Inch Nails is one of the bands that like you know lots of other bands have been like sifted out since I was a teenager, but like they've stuck around for me for sure as like one of the sweet. bands I still listen to. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah. Um, and what do you wish you were when you were younger? Like, do you, I, it sounds like you wish you were an artist, but like, you never thought like, oh, I want to be an actor or a singer or a dancer. I don't know. I'm just like saying weird Dancer. Things. Dancer. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do wish I could dance. That would be cool. But no, I guess be. like fucking musician, probably. I mean, like, I wish I knew how to play fucking guitar or something. That would be amazing. You don't play I drums? Mean, Did I just make that up? Nah. Yeah, you made it up. Okay. 
Cause like you have those things in your hand right now. And I'm like, Oh yeah, no, I'm just like fidgety, I guess. But, um, no, I don't know how to play any instrument, but like, I was actually thinking about this earlier. Um, like, and this isn't necessarily like why I wanted to be a musician, but I was, I was making like a distinction between like music and visual art in my head is like, as much as like visual art can move a person, I think, like it can't even like fucking come close to like what music does for people, right? Like mm -hmm. music can like fucking cripple people or like you see they like- use your brain chemistry. Right? And like you see like fucking whatever, like drone aerial footage of like a fucking Billie Eilish concert. And it's like, <laughs> nobody fucking doing that for like the Mona Lisa, you know what I mean? Like- it literally like causes like a swell of fucking humanity you know what i mean and yeah. it's like 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 music and like sports i guess but like what other things can like cause people to absolutely fucking lose their minds yeah. like that yeah people do lose their fucking minds well it changes like it alters your state right because it's it's the frequency that shifts your breathing then like you know there's a ripple effect around it but it could absolutely shift your state of mind, your mood, all that stuff, it does have a end in a concert venue, like large groups of people all at once. So yeah, like what a fucking, team. what a thrill like that must be to be able to do that to people, right? So I guess like that would be the, the dream job really is like fucking playing electric guitar and like a fucking rock band and like shredding some sick fucking like Jack White sounding solo on stage and <laughs> having like everyone in the audience just like melt that sounds pretty good yeah yeah Definitely has that god effect for sure um we kind of touch on this but are you interested in being anything besides an artist do you ever see yourself changing roles or careers in the future um not like careers per se but like i definitely like the idea of um like I was saying earlier, like expanding into more avenues of creativity, just sort of like being more multifaceted. Like I would love to work in some aspect of like working on a film or like sound editing or like writing or like, you know what I mean? Like I want to fucking do it all. Like I don't, I don't want to have such like a narrow lane of like painting sculpture or installation. Like, I'm super into like thinking about like just the idea of like art director and like being able to sort of like bring ideas like to the table for like other people to sort of manifest and like having like creative directory type shit. You know what I mean? That's, that's cool to me. For one of your art films, can you also star in it, please? I want you to be an actor. I, dude, I feel so like, I'm such a fucking spaz on camera. Like it's not cool. Like I've tried, I tried to like act in like one or two things that like me or like friends have done. Uh -huh. It's it's not, it's not good. No, no bueno. No, I don't, I don't know why. Visual only though, visual only, maybe on loop. Yeah, it would have to be visual only. But even then, like, I'm the only way I'm getting through this right now is by like never looking in the top right corner to like see my <laughs> little box. Like, I'm just like such a fucking, I'm a fucking yeah. doofus on camera, honestly. No, you're fabulous. You're fine. Yeah, definitely. Like, 
are like artists as the as the umbrella term which i've said yeah. that term like a bunch of times but like more mm -hmm. things artists as more things i like the idea of like building up a really eclectic body of work yes thank yeah. you i was trying to think like like depth to your work like you'd be able to incorporate so many aspects like senses and all that stuff could bring a lot more depth to your work totally and that experience right so like more physical experience i don't know if it's our generation or just like our group of people we know but i do feel like there's that common thread of like there's so many things we want to explore and delve down as we evolve that like it doesn't encompass one thing you know like it's there's just multiple different expressions and and avenues we hope to be able to achieve and collaborate on as we go and i mean part of my problem has always been that i just have trouble picking one and like sticking to it for a while but yeah totally that's my problem as well like i'm super indecisive about stuff and like the indecision leads to the decision to just like do none of them <laughs> so like that's a that's definitely an ongoing like issue for me to sort of tackle but yeah i know what you mean like it's like we were talking about earlier um of just like like the idea of like genres disappearing you know what i mean like mm. you can just fucking do anything yeah multidisciplinary and crossovers and absolutely uh, is that a big old mirror behind you i love your yes so so this what it, like now it's i just call it the studio but when we moved into the house like it had more of like a dance studio vibe or like a fucking ballet situation. Oh, you are because you are a dancer <laughs> I, didn't take, I didn't take the mirrors down so there's still a chance there you go <laughs> i like that um, what is your advice for up and coming artists or kids coming out of art school or going into art school? Um, looking back, what do you wish you've done different or just general advice you have seeing like the climate and how things are now? Um, so this is advice that like, I'm still actively like have to give myself every day. This is, these are not like lessons that have officially been learned. This is shit that I still have to like remind myself of every day. But like, I would say number one, just like consume as much like creative stuff as you can, whether it's like go see as many shows as you can, like look at, like read as much as shit as you can, like look at as many movies as you can. And that way, I've just found that it's like a good way to um, keep your like ability to talk about art like sharper than it might be otherwise. And it's also like, I'm trying to be a little more um, observant about like why I do and don't like certain creative things that like other people do instead of just like flatly saying like, I didn't like that movie. Like, why didn't you like that movie compared to like this other similar movie, you know? Like why things work and don't work. And then like, you can apply it to your own stuff. I feel like it helps to like stay sharp and also like inform your own process. Like, because then you have an idea of like, I know I don't like when a thing functions this way. So like I can avoid doing that in my own work.
You know what I mean? So is it safe to say that articulation is important to you? Articulation. Like I want it to be important to me, but it's, I mean, I, I struggle all the time with like trying to talk about my work. Like sometimes I sound like a total fucking spaz because honestly, like I was saying earlier, a lot of my work doesn't necessarily feel like it's about anything. Like it's just sort of like a lot of it just comes from visual ideas that I have and then like making the idea manifest. And like in retrospect, I can sort of like delve back in and like maybe like nitpick things and assign meanings to it that didn't necessarily exist when I had the idea in the first place. And mm -hmm. I guess it's like a subconscious -y sort of thing. But mm -hmm. um, articulation, I think, is important in the sense that, like, you want to be able to, like, participate in the conversation, right? Like, any, any sort of, like, creative conversation. Like, it's nice to have an opinion about things and to be able to, like, talk about why you do or don't like the thing or why you think it does or it doesn't work. So, like, just, like, that that would be my advice is to like um, have a lot of like intake, like creative intake, like like I said, see shows, look at art online, like watch movies, read books. These all sound like obvious fucking things, but I feel like the more stuff you take in, like the better you're you're able to like digest and then like talk about. I also like that you touched on like art not having a meaning like why does art have to have a meaning or or pre um pre-considered like meaning anyway like it could just be art and just feel like I know this is, this is like a personal thing I guess like I know mm -hmm. people like get off on fucking like reading the fucking press release for the show or like people mm. ask the artist, like, what is, were you thinking about when you made this painting? Like, uh -huh. I couldn't give two fucks like what anyone was thinking about when they made the fucking painting. I mm. don't care what any painting is about. I don't know if I've ever seen a painting in my life that I like cared what the painting was about. Like mm -hmm. for me, it's just like, I look at the thing, like it's either mm. doing something to me or it's not like maybe the story behind it is interesting but like that's never been a prerequisite for me to be like interested in the work you know what i mean that's like always super secondary to me i and whatever it's whatever floats everyone's boat i know some people are super into like what's going on in the artist's mind or whatever but that's i that just never like did anything for me i think that was, yeah i was gonna say i think like well I, i'm the same way like if i you're lucky if I read the card on the wall, just saying. Right, yeah. Uh, but I think it's almost like we were felt, we were made to feel like everything had to have a meaning. And I think that's where that thought process of like talking yourself out of doing something because you're like, well, I mean, I guess I could do this, but like, what does it even mean? Like, well, it doesn't mean anything. Just fucking do it because you want to do it, right? <laughs> yeah, so just, right. Like, that's, yeah, I think we're kind of conditioned to, have there has to be a meaning to everything we do and it can't just be because uh we were feeling it we had this idea and we were like yes you know it's just that's a it's kind of unfortunate that that was almost like programmed into our training I guess if you want to say but I hope that people 
we're at an earlier age, will learn to just sit with something and see how they feel with it and kind of decide for themselves versus being told. Totally. Like you did. I've done this shit a million times. Like you can talk yourself out of making something because you don't even know how to like explain it to yourself like the impulse to make the thing, you know what I mean? So you're like, if I can't figure this out, like how am I supposed to tell someone else about this thing? So you're just like, let me put this on the shelf for a while. But like Idris said, it's it's sort of a fallacy, I think, to feel like everything has to have some sort of like meaning attached to it. I think something is perfectly justifiable as like eye candy. You know what I mean? Like something can just look nice and make you feel nice. You know what I mean? The same way that like music does, you hear like a piece of music and it just makes you feel good. Like, do you have to fucking know what the guy was or the whoever was fucking thinking about when they wrote the fucking lyrics? No, like I hear the sound of the song and like, it makes me fucking feel good, right? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. No, I definitely think it's an, I, well, I can see it going two different ways for people, but I think a lot of times we come up, right? Like I know for me, and I think I think it often is described this way for people's artists, right? Like I watched this talk once that it was like the mix of the guy who did everything as a remix and then steal like an artist and the two did a talk together. And they said like the stages, the development of an artist is like you just are drawn to things and you have good taste. And then you start like you don't know why you like it you just are fucking drawn to it and then you start mimicking that and then it evolves into you having like like you were saying about reading more and watching more art like you hone your skills on why you do or don't like it and then it evolves into something um and i've always struggled with that dance between like especially in photography like i would just have this sense about sh like hitting the shutter at a certain point or like this feel of a visual but like to put a completed series together was just I didn't really know how to do it or articulate or why it was important crits were always a little hard for me um nowadays I gotta weave it together a little bit more but also at the same time I could play with it as much as just being like kind of fuck it and like it doesn't necessarily have to have this whole completion you know like I do think there's an importance around a dance around that and I think too because back to what you were saying earlier around genres blending and everything, we're breaking a lot of his like rules around art that we were historically taught upon. And the newer generations, I don't think are going to care about that stuff as much. Maybe. Um, mm -hmm. I do kind of see, I have a sense that that is where they're going to be heading a little bit more. And I think to your point also, um, there's, like a certain amount of trust that you have to have in yourself that like, even if it doesn't necessarily seem to make sense with the other things that are happening in your body of work at the moment, like eventually, like if I looked at like 50 things, like 50 photos that Lisa took, like I can tell Lisa took these photos. Like, do I necessarily have to like figure out like how this photo relates to that one? No, but like, I can see that they're like Lisa's photos. You know what I mean? Like you have to kind of trust in yourself that like you have an eye and like your eye is gonna be like visually identifiable like to other people. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I think too, it's, uh, it's the same with like, 
writing you were saying earlier, like you don't necessarily know what you're going to be writing about or the full, like you're just kind of moving into it. There's been this whole dance around like, um, even with photos and things like that, like this may sound super corny, but um, there is this element of almost like, I personally for myself kind of believe like I'm, I have to just like let go of control and trust in like my intuition or like there is a part of me that believes that there's like something else out there guiding it that's like feeding like feeding me intuition is not maybe not the right way to say it but like it's almost like something else is coming through me at the time and I have to trust that process for what is trying to come out of me because there isn't a piece of information or an importance to it that's going to weave to something else and the like more go into that the more the results have been a lot more interesting like you're a vessel or something exactly yeah well wasn't that how they um i think we talked about that book big magic they talk about it in that book of like artists used to be i can't remember the wording exactly but basically they were um they were given the gift to create right and so it was like they were channeling the energy they weren't creating it themselves um and I think I do think about that sometimes right because like even with painting a lot of times like I do something and I'm like damn like I didn't okay you know like you're not really thinking about the process while you're working on it necessarily and you're just kind of like in the zone right you're just like doing your thing you're feeding the the energy that's coming through you're following your intuition you're just creating and then you kind of come up with your end result and you look back on it and it's almost like yeah you can't really think about how you got there but you got there right it's I don't know I do kind of I I believe that there is something that you're channeling at some point throughout your process well, it's, it, I mean, to go oh, woo, woo, into the magic, it's like that part where they were talking about, I can't remember if it was like Maya Angelou running through the field or Leonard, like two very different people, but Leonard. Oh, about catching, about catching the, catching the. Yeah, the catching, and so she go. had the idea yeah. and they're trying to run home to get it on paper yeah. and she's trying to yeah. run, whoever it was was trying to run home before the idea left them and like left them forever because if they didn't get it down to enough, they'd forget it, right? Somebody so else would pick it up. What is this book? What is this book? Called Big, Big Magic. Magic. Big Magic. And, and it's it all about the art process. And um, it by Elizabeth Gilbert, who wrote yeah. Great Love, which like just it was a big departure for her it's all just her opinions on I've the art process and how creativity um, a little bit of like a, a has a spiritual element to it um and it has a sort of similarity to the book um uh the war of art not to be confused with the art of war but the war of art and just the creative process in general and there's another part in it where Oh yeah, they talk about that. There come certain points in time where ideas have to be born, right? Like so, um, when you think about like when fucking photography wasn't invented, and you know, people weren't had no way of like communicating to each other from other parts of the world. But like within a year or two from each other, the same type photography was invented, or different types of photography processes were invented. Um, and yeah. the idea that once it gets released into the collective unconscious, it's there for someone else to grasp onto and because it was needing to be birthed. But she talked about how, and I'm going to butcher a lot of this, but basically she tells a story about how she was working on this particular story. Um, I think it was about like 
mm, this woman who like goes to work abroad and she falls in love with her boss uh, some some yeah she had this plot line she was working out this plot line thank you and then she had some issues with her partner at the time where they got deported and she had to put all the notes and the story in storage but it was like very specific to the fact of like where it was taking place was in peru i think it was peru something like that anyway she meets this other artist years later and they become friends and she basically had to let go of that project she was working on and when she sat down with this new friend of hers and the friend was telling her with the current project she was working on it was almost like the exact same details of that story and it's this idea that like once there's this thing that like needs to be birthed out into the world that comes from the ethers like if you don't birth it it's gonna find a new home and there mm -hmm. is you I, I do believe that you know so that's why there's like a lot of instances where you will have an idea and then months later you'll see it realized by somebody else and you'll be like what the fuck that was my idea and then it's like well it was your idea but you didn't get to yeah. it so it moved on to somebody else um yeah it's a very interesting it's a good i listened i listened to um something with rick rubin talking about this the other day where he's like <laughs> I've been on a Rick Rubin obsession. He just got a Rick Rubin book. She just got I a did. Rick Rubin. I just was talking about this a couple of days ago, but keep going. It's like the it's like the idea is there. It's like who's gonna choose to interpret it, right? It's like not like the person comes up with the fucking idea. It's like the idea exists. Like who wants to do their version of it? You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I like that. It's like the alphabet. I mean, that's a really trite. But, yeah. 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 It was like you could do you could like sing the alphabet like um have you ever heard the alphabet sung like the spanish alphabet sung like uh more money more problems i don't think do i've ever heard the alphabet sung a different way than the alphabet song I took Italian. I'm, I'm Spanish lost me. I'm sorry, but like it's like, you know, you just sing the alphabet like more money, more problems. Like, you know, I don't know what. And it's like, what? <laughs> I can't believe you could do that. But you can. A, B, C, D. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that. It's like, ah, but it said they changed. Whatever the letters are. Oh, wait, anyway. right. I just did, I did it in English. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I totally did it in English myself as well. Um, I'm going to circle back to the questions. Uh, what's your favorite color right now? Really simple question. Okay, I'll give a stupid, complicated answer for a simple question. No, my, favorite, no. my favorite color right now is a combination of uh it's like two colors so it's like a like a um a bright uh sort of like fluorescenty red mm -hmm. combined not like mixed together but like paired with like a like really a, like what like adjacent to right exactly like existing together on the you same like seeing, you like seeing the relationship between the two colors like a joseph albert situation yes um so br bright fluorescency red with like a really um a really pale citrusy yellow that's my favorite thing going right now i saw recently <laughs> there was a show at uh gagosian on the upper east side of um Cy twombly paintings mm -hmm. and there was like a red and yellow one um 
but the red and yellow looked sort of like dated and dingy. So this is like, but I was obsessed with the fucking painting is absolutely stunning. Um, so this is like my, like you said, effervescent um, take on that color combo. Yeah, it feels good. It feels like uh, like summertime or something like mm, that. Yeah, it's super summery. Yeah, it's really it feels cool. like fruit. It feels like fruit, like fresh fruit. Yeah, yeah, really cool. I like that vibe. Yeah, what's your most controversial opinion on fine art? Um, I would. I wish I had like a spicier hot take for you guys, or like a, a like a. I'm trying to think of a thing I can say that just doesn't sound like flat out fucking mean. No, I um, like your attitude. I like when you get. I guess added. like this. I, this isn't necessarily like a controversial opinion, and it's but it just sounds like more jarring than it probably is, and like it's actually something that I have found like helpful to think about recently. But mm. the idea that like really no one gives a fuck like what you're doing, like nobody cares about what you're doing. I found, I've found like that. If I keep that in mind, it's like feels incredibly freeing because yeah. I feel like probably for, I know for myself, but like I'm willing to guess for a lot of other artists, like a big um, cause of any like creative hesitation is like um, the idea of like what other people might think about it. And I think that like if you can like think about yourself like do, do you like wake up like wondering like if somebody's going to be like working on their fucking painting that day like you don't give a shit yeah. so it's like <laughs> no but like you're not like under and i'm saying this because like this is something that i have to remind myself of all the time is like you're not under the fucking microscope that you think you are you know what i mean and like, I feel like if you can keep that in mind, like you'll have a more like pleasant, enjoyable art making process when you're not imagining all these fucking eyes on you all the time. So like, I don't know if that's, it's like obviously not really controversial, but like, you're not like, you're not as fucking important as you think you are, I guess would be like the gist, like nobody's thinking about what you're doing. So just like do the fucking thing and then worry about it later. Absolutely. Do you exercise? Do you eat well? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I try to exercise like a couple of days a week here and there. Eat salad? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I fucking like salad. I like my, um, I just like, I cook all the time. I cook like seven days a week. So um, we Who's usually the, eat like good, healthy food. You're the cook in the house. I mean, Jesse could cook as well, but I usually wind up doing most of the cooking. And yeah. it's like probably my favorite thing to do, honestly. I, like I, I like cooking better than I like working in the studio, honestly. Um, <laughs> and it's like sort of the only thing that really like chills me out, honestly. There's not really anything else that like relaxes me the way that cooking does, I feel like. So I try to do a lot of it. And yeah, I make salads. I make obviously a lot of pasta. Um, and I just make like a big mix of everything pretty much. Beautiful, beautiful. Days food wise, like what's your latest obsession? 
Uh, I kind of make like, I have a variety of like a few pasta dishes that I'm literally like making over and over and over trying to just like get better at them. But like now that it's the, <laughs> Idris is laughing at me. Um, <laughs> like, you're, you're just hilarious. Sorry, God. So like, I love fucking eating like seasonally, whatever the fuck is happening. Right. So like now that it's getting warmer out, like I want to eat like summery shit you know what i'm saying so like lots, <laughs> summery of, shit. Summery shit. lots <laughs> of like like fucking tomatoes are starting to fucking pop off there's gonna be fucking lots of like corn happening you know what i'm talking about like that's what, that's what makes me excited are you gonna grow, <laughs> can you grow your own food honestly like eventually yes this year probably not because i think we missed a boat on like growing anything this year but yes i would fucking love to i don't know about growing fucking corn outside but like yeah we want to grow some shit do you have enough like land to have a i mean this is probably tmi but do you have enough land to do a greenhouse do a greenhouse we don't have like so we live we have technically like enough like acreage but mm -hmm. most of the land is like either super rocky or like hilly, like on a slope. So there's like, we have a lot of land, but it's not necessarily like usable. Like it's not very like flat. Maybe you so could do like, vertical farming though or something really fancy. That would be fucking cool. Or like, uh, no, we couldn't do, a rooftop farm would be fucking cool too. Yeah, that too. All that sounds really groovy and I think you would do it. So I want to hear about this. I want to see this happen. Start with some herbs in the house. That's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, like, let me just chill and throw a fucking basil plant outside and, like, not get too big for my britches here talking about <laughs> fucking rooftop garden. So if people wanted to check out your work, they would just go to the website or your Insta? Um, either ericmistretta.com or my Instagram, honestly, probably has, like, more up-to-date shit than my website does. And my Instagram is just my name, so probably go Got there. Got it, got it, got it. All right, awesome, yeah. Fucking awesome, guys. Thank you for your patience. I know that yeah. the beginning was like... What patience? I literally just looked at the clock for the first time since we started and see that almost three hours went by. Yeah. It did not feel like an interview. It felt like catching up with three people that I haven't seen in so fucking long. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, in a, in a way, yeah. Except for the technical difficulties I was having in the beginning. I'm really sorry about that. I agree, you're kidding. That happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to you. I was chilling. <laughs> um, I hope we get a chance to come over and like meet Jess and eat your food like and see your studio. That'd be really great. I would love to cook for you guys. That would be amazing. That would be fun. We'll, have to yeah. we'll, bring, the, we'll bring the vino. Perfect. Oh, we have or dessert. What do you like to eat? What's your favorite dessert? Last, last question. What's your favorite ice dessert? cream? I love ice cream. I know really? Pistachio? Like, what's your favorite flavor? Um, like really scumbaggy white trash, like Ben and Jerry's flavors, like all that shit. <laughs> Honestly, dude, like there, I like almost every flavor except I don't like um mint chocolate chip. Either. Really? I could deal with some mint chocolate chip, but... It's not my favorite. But, okay. So you, you like amaretto's, pistachio, uh, or amaretto? Yeah, but you're making it, you're trying to, like, class me up way more <laughs> yeah. than you should. But. Yeah, you really like, like, 
He's like, I want some scumbag Ben and Jerry's. I hope they become our sponsor, scumbag Ben and Jerry. <laughs> like, give me, give me some shit like loaded with fucking like Reese's peanut butter cups or whatever. Like, that's cool. got it. Move tracks. Well, good ice cream is the best ice cream. I want like items mixed within there. Yep. Yeah. Totally. On yeah, something mixed in. All right, mixins. Gotcha, gotcha. Is just the same way? Uh, yeah. yes. She um although she loves mint chocolate chip but uh she we, yeah, have- we both we fucking love dessert try to chill yeah. on dessert i go a little overboard with the ice cream but um yeah we both love we both fucking love it brownie a la mode brownie a la mode anything a la mode dude fucking give yeah. me like any sort of cake and dump ice cream on yeah. it obviously yeah. <laughs> right seriously i do oh, like man. it all right y'all have a good night thanks so much thanks guys love you, love you guys yeah. Bye. Bye. Night, night. thank you for listening to this episode of art kids For artwork, more info on our guests, and music credits, visit the Art Kids website at artkidspodcast.com. That's Art Kids with a Z. Until next time, ciao.